hey, what to do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social. Absolutely. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites, man. Giving you another week in review. AB, what's going on, brother? Man, not shit, man. Got a chance to get outside over the weekend. Shout out to uh, Charlemagne and everybody that was at the Black Effect podcast festivals, the very first one, and it felt like it. They got some kinks mm. to work out, but I, I respect them for making something happen, and uh, hopefully they got something to build upon for their next go-round, because it definitely needs some work. Respect. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> um, to, excuse me. To say, it was interesting. Um, Respect the attempt, like you said. Nice to see podcast things, you know, growing up since when we first started in this. Um, just hilarious. And Charlemagne were hosting it. It was a, a weird little ensemble to me. I feel like we talked about this a little bit while we were there. We didn't know if it was, you know, fans mostly or podcasters mostly. So it, it kind of was a strange little vibe. People really didn't seem comfortable uh, that weren't there for the shows. Oh, what do I do? But um, valiant <laughs> effort. The, the 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 facility was cool. Yep. As it grows, I feel like it'll grow into some revolt type stuff. But shout out to Charlemagne, man, and the Black no, Effect I, Podcast Network. I I respect it. I I understand how difficult it is to get something off the ground. So I can't I can't go hard on nobody for the first go round. Now, if this was the fourth one and it yep. was like this, then it'd be like, come on, man, what y'all doing? Yeah, you got something different. Absolutely. Um, Should have got with Diddy or the people that helped Diddy do revolt. It seemed like that would have helped him out a little bit. I agree. That, that, yeah, that's what he should have done. That, check, that consulting check might have been a little <laughs> bit too much that he was trying to spend on this. Uh, Action Pack episode, guys. You know how we get down, man. We were viewing the week in hip-hop, man. Your man Jim Jones was on Breakfast Club, had more comments. Speaking of Charlamagne, had more comments about Pusha T. Um, your man Killer Mike is dropping a brand-new album coming soon. We're going to talk about our anticipa anticipation level for that. And Lil Dicky is back, man. New season today. We're going to talk about, you know, how is it doing so far? And he claims that he's been told he's a rapper's rapper. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll be the judge of that. But first things first, we anticipated the Swizz, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z song that was supposed to come out last Friday. It's Swizz did drop an EP. It is called Hip Hop 50 Volume 2. But the Lil Wayne featuring Hove song was a Hove sample not an actual 16 from the God MC himself. Yeah. My question, what did you think about the EP and were you let down by the pump fake? That pump fake from Swiss in 2023 is nasty. Yeah. Nasty, nasty work trying to tell us that Hove was on there and expecting a Hove verse. Uh, but I get it. I mean, that's from his era. Like I remember the, the, the infamous T.I. Bring Him Out song. Uh, with the whole sample on there, and they were saying you got the T.I. and whole So I remember T uh, Swiss doing this before. To the Hip Hop is 50 EP, it's not bad. It's it's New York. It's, I feel like this is what he was looking for, and we'll talk about this later with that New York sound. Um, as I was going through this, it, it made me think, man, I would like to hear somebody lock in with Swiss, maybe a little Wayne, or maybe someone from New York and and use them to kind of get the New York thing back. But for this specifically, it wasn't bad. It was six cool songs. Besides the uh, J Pump Fake, I like the J Electronica song, and I ain't even the, the biggest J Electronica fan, but he was going in, uh, showing you why people regard him the way that he do. And only Swiss could probably get that. Like, I know it's a lot of niggas calling his phones for features and wanting to come do something, but Swiss was able to go in and push him to do so. So I, I'm not... I'm mad at this little six song test in the water out. Ain't nobody else dropping nothing, so I'll drop something. And um, I didn't know it was on Nas's mass appeal label. That was interesting. Yeah, I just noticed that. Damn, I ain't peeped that either. And Nas kicked it off. And I do like the Nas song though. That look, that sample yeah, was hard. strong. Um, the first of all, the the Jay Z feature on the Little Wayne that was disgusting. That was gross. Swiss is is worth entirely too much money to be out here fucking with people's minds, acting like you got a new hole first for to come out, <laughs> only for it to be a sample and really not even a good one. Like it wasn't even chopped up that good or anything. Like it was really some slaw. Um, super hot about that. I'm with you on seeing Swiss lock in with somebody. That'll actually be kind of dope though. Like like a little twelve piece with somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who, but 
Swizz back in the day was like a main contributor to, to some of them DMXs and you know, some of them Eves and drag ons. And so, so, like, he could do it. Now, if he feels like it, because I don't know if you've seen this nigga house, but it looked like Iron Man house. Like, I don't know if he feel like doing any type of work <laughs> or, de- nigga, or dealing with that nigga people. Got a like house, that? that nigga got a house where you outside but still inside the house. <laughs> That's one of them. I want a house like that. That's my dream house. Like, <laughs> you outside but you inside. That's one of them. I'm, if I got a house like that and Alicia Keys uh, butt naked in six inch heels yeah, playing the piano, like yeah, I wouldn't feel yeah. like going to the studio working with a nigga yeah. personally, but maybe he needs time to get out the house and go do something. I would be here for that. The EP was straight though. I actually liked it. The only, the song that let me down, the song with Fabio was small. And that Ooh, was, that's like my that? guy. That song was, that song didn't do nothing for me. And I was hot about he that. Had I was, on that. Uh, that didn't move me, but I I will say yeah. Dirk sounded strong on there. Like he he was actually rapping on there. I was impressed. Yeah. Him and uh A Boogie, because I A Boogie some slaughter me too, but they mm. song surprised the shit out of me. So I, I give it to him on that. Um it's a solid project though. I won't remember it in about two days, but it was solid though. It wasn't slow. Yeah, definitely part of the popcorn project culture. Um yeah, Dirk on this high right now. You know, Ho said Dirk motivate him. And he said he was surprised, shocked by that. So am there I. Was somewhere, <laughs> there was somewhere <laughs> Hove came up and told him that maybe he was his gas. Where, where, where was Hove and, and Dirk at in the same place, though? Not uh, saying it, it can't was happen, some, I'm just wondering. It was some brunch. Some, okay. Uh, I can't remember the nigga. It might have been Michael Rubin. Okay. That sound, yeah, it might have been Michael Rubin. Somebody like that, that makes sense, dude. Brunch or something, right, yeah. And Hove came up to him and told him he he's the person he listened to for motivation now, which is insane, but... Let's Hope be listening us. to shit though. Hope be he be listening to shit. Can you picture Hope listening to that Dirk. <laughs> yeah, what he doing <laughs> in the gym? Like what he doing? Motivation to do what? Hope ain't working out, man. Stop. <laughs> what Hope doing listening to that Dirk? That's funny. I would love to see a BF fly on the wall to see that. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> any other things about the Swiss EP? Yeah, no. Nah, I just I just need a project from him. He should be on his hit boy shit right now. Doing Thanks. something with he probably sick. He didn't do something with Nas like our hit boy doing with Nas. Ooh, that's probably he. He probably feels some type of way about that because if if he yeah. can give us ten of them ones he had on here, oh, I, I sign up for that though. Cause I do like the song he got with Nas. That's your hard. Yeah, after he thinks about that house, Alicia Keys, and all the other shit, he probably do be hot about the Nas. That's after all. <laughs> after all those wonderful things. <laughs> You know what I got to be upset about? Yeah, you know what I got to be upset about? This nigga hit boy came is he took my Nas chance. So nigga yeah. ain't doing no yeah, verses I, right now. Like, come on, bro. Give us that's what we need. That's the layup, the easy shit that y'all already created. That's the business that we want rolling. Fuck these EPs. I ain't even gonna hold you. So it's <laughs> it is that big boy verses in the arena. I'm buying a ticket to that. I go to a versus live. I would too. Yeah, I, hey, yeah, I do that one. Good, I need some good ass seats though. You got to be good, good seats, and it got to be a good act where I'm gonna enjoy that shit. Man. Get them verses going, man. We say this every month. All right, man. Your girl, AB, New York's own, your hometown, Scarlip, mm. has the the smash New York song. This is New York, and she went to go grab Buster Rhymes for the remix. There was some pushback online. They said, man, New York could never be the same again. A lot of the critics after hearing Bustin' Rhymes on this. My question to UAV is this. Was the Bustin' Rhyme features right for this song? And is this what you want from New York hip hop? Uh, two answers. I do think the Bustin' Rhyme feature was right for the song, even though I'm not a fan. Um, and is this what I want from New York hip hop? Absolutely not. Um, I'm not... <laughs> I'm personally not a fan of Busta Rhymes. I know he has a fan base and he has a legacy and and I respect it. And her energy that she's bringing matches the same energy that he would bring. So that makes sense. Mm. That's why the song makes sense. If y'all not familiar, Mm. she's been, I think she was just on Funk Flex. She's on this uh, Swiss actually. Um, Oh, she should be. Yeah. And so, so, and and so she kind of, New York. she getting some buzz right now. Y'all ain't heard of her. Yeah. She's New York to the core. Like they call her female DMX. She got the high energy. She's got yeah. seems like the personality. So I get it. Like the grimy, like uh, yeah, the cool. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Shout out to New York Pride and all of that. I'm That's cool cool on this though. Like I, I wouldn't listen to this at all. Like it's that energy is too, like it's too regional for me. 
And I'm a fan of New York rap, though. Like, you the one that normally is the hater of it. That shit don't bother me. But if it's too regional, like, Wu-Tang, for me, is too regional. I can't do it. Um, This is this is a little too much. Uh, what but is it, the slang, how she sound? What you mean when you say that? Yeah, it's really? it's um, it's almost like it's like Houston. It's like oh, when like niggas went up shit. Yeah, it's like it's too. Re- it's like you mm, just have to like be from music. there to yeah. really get it for it to connect. And that's how I feel like she is. I can't. I can't listen to it not yet. Let me say that I haven't heard a song that I would rock yet. I'm not saying it ain't possible, but the the remix with Buster makes sense though. But I won't be checking for it. Um, I saw the visuals. They had the dogs in the video, like DMX. I saw what you're talking about. She is New York. She sounds New York. Um, scar lip like a New York muff. <laughs> scar lip with that. That's a New York female name. Like I get it. I wouldn't have got Buster Rhymes on. I don't know if it's a budgetary thing. Like you figure, like I, I'm sure Buster Rhymes wouldn't charge as much as a nigga like Fabio mm. or some of the new New York niggas that would have gave this song more buzz. Than a Buster Rhymes would have, or even a, a more prominent uh, legacy act. Mm. And maybe I'm saying this because I'm just not a Buster Rhymes fan, but a D, well, a um, a Jada Kiss verse. Mm. Uh, that would make Yeah, Jada Kiss, Jim Jones, like people who I think of when I think of New York now, universally. Like you said, Buster Rhymes does have a fan base, but I don't really think like New York. I just think fast rap, woo ha, crazy antics but i mean he he definitely is new york we ran into him a couple of times and some new york shit went down uh when he got to fighting down there at uh revolt <laughs> allegedly but yeah i i just feel like she could have reached a little higher bigger for the stars something that was more palatable new york like you said this doesn't this doesn't graduate from a regional song mm. like i could have got somebody from new york and made it still new york but made it bigger than like fab if fab had a got on this oh my god like yeah. that would have been, and it would have been different from her style too. But it's like some what gave you a feeling, like for the summer, a new fab verse on some shit like this, that would have went crazy. But um, nah, nah, I'm good. Like you said, I ain't gonna be checking for the scar lip. I respect, like I'm what I do, and what I am impressed by is all of the different variations of female rappers that are starting to pop up. Like yeah. even her, scar lip. This chick, her and Lola Brooke, both from New York, but. They still like two different types of female MCs that I to me. So I, I am continuously awed by all the different types of female MCs that are popping up in the different lanes that they're able to create. That I commend. Yeah, this ain't this ain't Nikki. This ain't uh, ass shots. Uh, like this ain't no, none, this of, ain't that. none like, of that. Like it's Remy so, Bob 2023 if, type shit. It's, so if anybody yeah. was looking for that, here you are. Like that's mm-hmm. good for you. You got somebody that you can rock with now. Right. That's all that mattered at the end of the day. I'm I, I gotta hear more, but for me, it's just nah. But I understand. I get it though. I get it. Yeah. Cause motherfuckers do not sound like that. They don't no, look like no. that. They don't no. that's it's, this is new. This is different. Facts. Fab would have been dope, but if you're waiting on a new fab verse, please don't hold your breath. <laughs> I don't even think she got the budget to get Fab and leave Jersey and come over to New York and record. She ain't got the budget for that nigga to hit play on the Mac. Nah, I'm good, my girl. And not saying that she broke anything. It's right, how right, much right. it's gonna cost to get Fab to move around. So yeah, it, it ain't no fire. Fab or Jada Kiss, I think. It ain't no telling the connection that Busta Rhymes may have to her. A lot of time, the OG yeah, rappers be pushing the younger people. people. Yeah. Like niggas didn't know Mace signed Fabio. They had no That's clue. True. They was playing mm-hmm. the background. So who knows what that the connection sense. is? There might be one there, but uh, yeah, that that's a skip. Shout out to Huddle. Yeah. Um, keeping in New York, man. Your man Jim Jones was on Breakfast Club, entertaining um interview. He doubled down on his Pusha T comments. For some reason, Jim Jones has a vendetta against Pusha T. I'm not exactly oh, you know sure why. why. You uh, know why? Uh, maybe you can shed some light. But he pressed the Breakfast Club, not only the host, but people that were standing in the room, cameraman included. Could you name five Pusha T records? He was trying to make a point that Pusha T wasn't as relevant as people were trying to make him be. Um, so my question to you is, are, <laughs> are you surprised that Jim is doubling down on these? And let's be honest, who has the better five song lineup? Pusha T or Jim Jones? Where was the journalistic integrity in this room? Like I, the, the question was right there. 
do you have five records, Jim Jones? Did people, <laughs> like anybody in the room could have said it and it would have been a star. It would have been a viral Van Lathan Kanye West moment because Jim wouldn't have been able to take that. All this barking that he's doing about pushing this and that. I wish someone had just been like, bro, I can't know you five of your songs that Max B didn't do. So like when, when, you, when you can give me them five, I'll give you the push of T5. We know why Jim Jones is doing this. Drake came out uh, well, he brought them out at his uh, show at uh, Apollo. Apollo. They named him an honorary Dipset member and I guess Jim Jones is taking this really seriously now. <laughs> and, and, no, and he got beef with all of Drake's enemies as well. Man, come on. Jim Jones know he's out of line. This is when you, you said it earlier. My New York bias is this. This right here when people from New York think that they shit is more relevant than anywhere else. In a in a in a the real world, Jim Jones is nowhere near an artist that Pusha T is. He got five records though. I wouldn't. I would combine the clips records. Jim Jones was trying to speak on individual, right. but I wouldn't want to take that away from Pusha because I'm going to give Jim Jones Dipset records. But I would go with Pusha T five over Jim Jones five, just off the skill level alone. But Jim Jones got some bangers. Not enough bangers to be questioning does Pusha T have five that people can recite. That's a fucking insane stance to take. And it's nasty. It's just because he fucking with Drake. What say you, A.B.? Uh, yeah, he's doubling, tripling down. It's weird at this point. Um, I don't get it. But I don't like the whole can you name five songs of a person, though. I don't like that. Because mm. I'm going to be I'm real, dude. That. I don't even know the names of songs no more. Like I don't know that yeah. shit, dude. Like I don't, I don't memorize songs like I used to. That don't mean they're not good. Like I can't name, uh, nigga. It's we have every song ever recorded in the palm of our hand, dude. Like I don't fucking know the names of songs, dude. Like I don't know niggas' phone numbers anymore. I know names I can scroll to and press call. Like I don't. It's t- today's day and age is completely different than what it used to be when niggas was riding around with five CD disc changers and you was listening to them same five CDs for months and months at a time. That day is over with. So to try to discredit somebody and say, man, can you name five songs? But bro, you you tried to put NBA Youngboy over him. Can you name five NBA Youngboy songs, Jim Jones? No, you can't. And most people kept because these aren't radio acts, dude. Now the disgusting part of this entire thing was when he tried to say, okay, you can't name five Pusha T's. Can you, can you sing along to five Drakes? And Charlemagne said, no. That was the most egregious shit I've ever heard on that fucking platform, dude. How do you work in radio and can't recite five Drake songs? That's the biggest crock of shit. Of any, if anybody's songs niggas can sing along to, it's fucking Drake's, dude. And that's just because he's getting so much clock and fuck it. They catchy as hell, dude. So this We're not going to do that, Charlemagne. Like, stop. That was some that's bullshit. What got out of there. That's what she, that's that was what dis- got that out was just flat out disrespectful, dude. What are you talking about? You can't name five. You can't sing along to five. If there was anything in the world you can sing along to five songs, dude. It's I fucking Trey. Shut up, dude. That was corny. That's the double down I respect. I respect that double down. He been like that on Drake, though. I respect that's him corny. changing even after the bottles of champagne. I respect. I respect Bro. the stubbornness. Yeah, them them type when, niggas when be the main that, niggas I, that be word for word with that shit. Them niggas that do that right true. there. That's why he got the bottles from Drake. But when you say that, I I thought the same thing too. Not naming five songs. I think he meant familiar with. Yeah. And if we talking about familiar, like I still would say Pusha T has more familiar songs than Jim Jones. Yeah, if you're does. not from New York. So it, uh, what I think was egregious was them niggas were sitting up and, and, and agreeing with it. Like Envy, who's a DJ, who's probably got Pusha T sets with way more than five songs. Does he and like you said, Charlotte? So yeah, we playing Pusha yeah. T in the club? Really? That's five not the setting. That, that's unfair. Five songs. Five songs. Grinding. So you... Yeah, I'm not going to name any more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what, let's be, he's not a club artist. That's, to me, that's not even fair, though. He's not a club artist, bro. He's not a radio well, I mean, artist. I just said sets, though. Like He can play a set somewhere where Pusha T will be entertaining and people will know those five songs. Niggas is walking out, club. bro. DJ Envy does a lot of shit. He do a lot of events. There's an event where Pusha T's music is appropriate. That's all I'm saying. And I know DJ Envy got a set of Pusha T music for a said event. He That's that shit I me. don't like. That's one. And that ain't even his. But he ripped Any, it. Though. Anything on that bag. On the uh, good music. That uh, hello for the assholes. That uh, don't yeah. like, like you said. Um, anything on that shit. 
No, it's quiet. Oh, <laughs> Everything else quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I really can't think of nothing either. That's crazy. Well, it, but if you, you go, got, if you, you go, Jim Jones though, go with Jim Jones to balling. Of course, you go, you go balling. You go summer in Miami. Uh, summer in Miami. It, then we can go Dipset. What we doing? You go. Um, I really mean. Like, I mean. Um, you can go, um, what's the the Easy E remake? Certified Gangsters. Certified Gangster. You can do that with Jim. Yeah. He even had he had a little little hit with the Migos, dude. We set the trends. He just oh, had one man, last year. I forgot about that. That just got him the photo. Let's be real. <laughs> let's be let's be completely. It ain't, it ain't a wash or nothing like that. It, it it ain't enough for a nigga to go in the Breakfast Club and say this nigga don't got five songs. Like it was it was a little bit easier, but not that much easier to name his foe to push the T through. So. But that's neither here nor there, man. You mentioned it earlier at the top of the show. Our man, Killer Mike, pause. Jesus, our boy, Killer Mike, is coming out with a brand new album on his birthday titled Michael. Just dropped a highly anticipated single with LP from the Run the Jewels group. Uh, AB, I know we are not the biggest music fans of the earlier Killer Mike stuff, but based off what you heard recently in the bag that he's in, this is coming out on his 42nd birthday, I believe. Nah, what do you... His birthday was 4-20. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post-birthday release then. Yep. June 16th is the date. How hype are you about this album, maybe? None. I'm not hype at all. That's so disrespectful. Respectfully, I'm not hype at all. And I fuck with Killer Mike, too. I'm not looking forward to the music. I've never gotten into it. Um, I don't even ask me about Run the Jewels. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, Killer Mike can rap his ass off. What you'll never hear me say is he can't rap. That that would just be ridiculous. The type of music that he makes, I have never gotten into. Now, to be fair, the album that a lot of people would point to to be the go-to album for him, I haven't heard. Not not really. That's that rap music joint. I haven't music. sat with that before. I've heard it in and out, but it's kind of like when you watch a movie or a show and you're kind of in and out. You never really sat and paid attention to it. It's like that. Um, so, no, I'm not looking forward to the album. It's called Michael... If this would have came out this weekend, that would have been cool. I would have checked it out. But I'm hoping by June 16th, man, there's going to be some flamethrowers out here. So uh, if that gets lost in the mix, if there's any other person dropping that week, I'm checking for that first. Uh, anybody else? So damn near. disrespectful. No, nah, I'm just not into the music. I've never heard a Killer Mike album that I really fuck with. And I fuck with Killer Mike. How many you try? Are you speaking like the Run the Jewels stuff? Is that what you're talking Run about? Run the Jewels and some of the early, like I pledge allegiance to the grind and that, and that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be I'm gonna be real. I haven't heard the rap music joint, mm-hmm. which is the one everybody say you get a check for. So, no, nah, I'm not looking forward to this. Shout out to him, though, man. Him and um LP, they just dropped two pair of Nikes, two, two uh, Run the Jewels dunks. I know that was like a big uh, moment for them. That was like two or three years in the making. So s- triple salute to that. That was super dope. Tried to get the lows. Couldn't get them. They sold out. Uh, but the album, no, nah, I'm super straight, though. <laughs> I Where am you? with you on the sense of the earlier Killer Mike stuff wasn't for me. It's just too bright. It's just too rough. Rock and roll style, like the, kid, the Run the Jewels stuff. There's some songs I like, but not really any projects uh, all the way through now. I did like them a little bit when they came out, but it's not anything I, I visit. But what I will say is I'm such a fan of Killer Mike. Music has changed so much. The singles that he put out have been really good. Uh, addressing different things. They weren't too political, but yet they had the political elements in it. I think that his musical ear and his lyrics, he'll be able to put out a rap album. Nowadays, it'll be a lot more palatable to people who aren't open to that loud, abrasive, run the jewel style. I'm looking for some soulful down south. This is the first album that he should have came out with when he did rap music type of stuff that more people would translate to. I feel like he has a bigger portfolio now. He's talking to more people. I think he was trying to be the rapper's rapper on that rap music stuff uh, and just trying to separate himself from Outkast. Now that I think that he has developed a image outside of rap that he can go back, have more fun with this, do more Southern type stuff, really be a Southern artist and give you some of that soulful, slow stuff. So I'm expecting that. I'm looking forward to this. It's on my calendar because again, I like Killer Mike, but I can't say any previous albums or projects are, are sit anywhere with me or I have a place for him. But this one I do think will be a lot different just based off his public persona and profile. So I'm waiting on it. He has dropped 
one, two, three, four, five albums in the past. His last album, Rap Music, came out in 2012. It is now 2023. 11 years in between solo albums. Obviously, he's dropped four Run the Jewels in the meantime. I I think what what I think it is with him, and I and you saw this with people like Freddie Gibbs and Currency, where they were trying to find their solo sound. Mm-hmm. I don't think he found his solo sound back in the uh, I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind and Pledge. and Like, he was still trying to find sense. it. I'm hoping, now, if he finds his sound on this Michael, his lyrical ability, nigga, will put it over the top. You know what I'm saying? If he find the right production, if he find the... Freddie Gibbs was the same way. He was on that trying to rap and sound like everybody else, and then he was like, man, fuck mm-hmm. this. Got with Static Selector, got with Alchemist, and found his lane. Currency did the same thing. He was trying to be on No Limit, trying to do what they do. Then he tried to get on Young Money, tried to do what they do. Neither one of them were really him. He found his lane later on, so I'm hoping that Killer Mike can do the same thing. So with that thought in mind, I will check for it. But the Lucy's that he's been putting out the last couple of years, I just they don't they just don't move me, bro. Like I don't. He had one with Young Thug. It was okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, last year, like it, the songs just don't move me, man. I don't know what it be, but he cold though. Him on a feature, he body and shit. He can rap his ass off. That is a fact. I'm looking for the name of that song that I like. You gonna be looking for a minute, sir? <laughs> Was it like a a Lucy song that he put out? Yeah, one of those Lucy, the real A. I like that, but that was a feature that he had. Oh yeah, because somebody else was on. Was that um? Yeah, T.I. Uh, T.I. and somebody else. I like the real A. I guess it was talking that shit, but it was one that he did. It was pretty cool. Was talking that shit was okay. Yeah, it's like a, it was okay. better than what I, what I was used to from him. Again, yeah. outside of the Run of Jewels lane. I'm not that mad at the Run of Jewels. It's just not for me. That ain't my type of music. It's too mm. impressive. Shout out to Killer Mike, man. I'd, I'd rather watch him on an interview. If he was on Breakfast Club, I'll watch that tomorrow. I wonder what happened with the Netflix shit. Was he supposed to do a season two? Yeah, I thought he had like a deal to do a couple of. It was actually supposed to be a couple more shows too. Damn, I he was talking about another show being in development, and then they was gonna do a season two of that the black shit that he was doing. Trigger warning. I would have, yeah, I would love to see that. That was the name of it. Yeah, trigger warning. Where he like where he had to stay. He had to do black owned businesses for a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to see season two of that, man. And that was twenty nineteen, bro. Damn, that was a long time ago. God, shit, man. <laughs> Fuck, is the time going? Damn. Uh, shit. All right, man. Next up, uh, speaking of TV, new season of Dave kicked yeah. off. Your man Ladicky's new season. Uh, I think about three or four episodes deep right now. Um, and also, Dicky revealed in an interview that rappers have told him behind oh. closed doors, "Hey, man, he's a rapper's rapper." Uh, my question number one: Are you how are you feeling about the new season of Dave? It's been compared to Atlanta. That's kind of been mm. the the comparison, you know, and historically. Number one: What do you think of the new season? And two: Do you see him being a rapper's rapper? Does that make sense? Uh, it's not Atlanta. Uh, first of all, it's you, you tried to compare to it to though. You you were I people. did, I did, I did. I, it was it's really disrespectful to Atlanta to compare this. This is a different type of show. I uh, Atlanta, I think, got a lot more thought and depth to it this is just like different this is about dave i think atlanta was a different type of thing that's neither here nor there for the conversation the new season the new season of dave is cool because you know what you're getting when you tune in this is funny had a little quiet little stretch in season two it was like man what's going on but they definitely picked it up i always find myself laughing out loud listening to this or excuse me looking at this also looking at this what i always find myself saying is damn he ripping it he be ripping the little weird, awkward songs with the little awkward ass flows. Now it's not anything that I would put in the car and like turn up and listen to on the way anywhere or doing anything. But when I'm looking at Dave and it's playing in the background, it's like, man, my nigga ripping it. Like he had a little song about on one of the episodes about a chick he grew up and he had a crush on her or something. That song was bad. It was ripping it. Yeah, that song was banging. Like the song was banging. It kind of reminded me of the J. Cole song a little bit. I yep. feel like that kind of loosely inspired it. But all of his music, when I'm listening to him, he be rapping his ass off. So I could see niggas coming up to him and be like, man, you be ripping it. But it just, it's not anything that translates to me. Like it's similar to Eminem. It's the same thing. I, I know that's an easy comparison because both of them are white. But where Eminem was dark, 
white boy, this is like funny white boy whose humor you don't always get. But if you're just specifically talking about skill level, man, dude is cold. He is Yo. cold. No, the, the rapper's rapper comparison makes sense. I don't know who told him this. Like what rapper? So did Gator tell him this? Probably Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow <laughs> was just on the show. That sounds like a white rapper, a white rapper compliment. No, that, yeah, that's a fact. But on the when you talk about skill level, yeah, he got that. He, he has that. Now, to make the music, you'd never catch me riding to it. But for the purposes of a show, nah, it fits perfectly. Like, nigga, that, that shit, especially that episode that you're talking about, which is episode two, which I thought was fantastic. The music, the making of the music video, that shit, that beat was hard. He was ripping it. That was a funny-ass episode and a pretty clever um, concept for an episode. So that's where the show gets points is for its creativity. Now, when it gets compared to Atlanta, it is slightly disrespectful to Donald Glover. And I see why he kind of was like, yo, yeah. don't compare me to that. That's not a, that's not a knock, but it's just what we're doing. There's much more nuance to it. There's much more, there's too many layers involved to be compared to something that's funny, but mm -hmm. it's surface level funny. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's some creativity though. Dave is still good, but man, it, the, 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 the thoughts people that funny. went into Atlanta were different. Yeah. It's that white people funny. Atlanta attacks more issues. Like even True. in the funny, there's medicine. And Dave may have some medicine in there, but it's not stuff that we relate to. Right. For like sure. Atlanta is stuff that we as black people will be like, oh, I get that. Whether you like it or not, whether you like the way they did it or not, you still can look at it and be like, I get that. With Dave, we look at it and say, oh, oh, okay, that's what a right rapper would go through in that situation. So it's two totally different things. Yeah, it's that awkward uh Larry yeah. David, Jerry Seinfeld kind of, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like but, but it's funny. Let's be clear. <laughs> it is hey, funny. That first season is down in the books. That's one of the funniest first seasons of TV. That shit was funny. And like you said, the second season started off dumb slow, but ended strong. This one is about half and half. I think there's four episodes in. I like two of them, and two of them are kind of like, eh. So it's about I half and half. Two. I stopped at the one with him and the old girl that he was rapping about. The third one is fire, but the fourth one kind of mid, though. Okay, I'll check those two out, too. All right. All right, lastly, man, in our week in review with the On Deck TV show for the week of 424, man, if you've not been paying attention that Hulu has been pumping that Tupac Dear Mama series, it finally dropped. It wasn't who, just Hulu, it was somewhere else, I think, FX, FX. Yeah, okay, perfect. So FX dropped the Dear Mama series. It's about Pac and his mother. Um the interview reveals that Pac was moving away from music and getting into acting. AB, hearing that, did it make you wonder, would Pac have been a more successful actor than rap? It would have been hard to top the rap career because he, he accomplished a lot in rap in a very short period of time. But when you look at his acting resume, though, he was on a, on a trajectory to get busy on that, too. Obviously, Juice, Poetic Justice, Above the Rim, gridlocked, gang-related. He was supposed to be in Baby Boy. John Singleton was supposed to have him in Baby Boy. I think that he would have been very successful. He was obviously very talented in both. He had a history in the performing arts, so it's not a stretch that he would have been a successful actor. Um he had this interview where he was promoting the movie Gridlocked, which was one of the last ones to come out. Uh, in nine, it came out in 97 after he passed. It was one of the last ones he uh, worked on. He said, number one, they asked him what his desire was to do. And he said, I want to start in a romantic comedy and create my own film production company. I want to change my image, really, number one. That is why I auditioned for Gridlock. Uh, this movie is about friendship and what unconditional friendship means. I did it because it was funny and I've never really got to be funny. So when you hear that quote and you watch Dear Mama, the first two episodes, and they talk about how his image was and or what the type of person he was when he first got into music and then what he kind of turned into, this adds up to that because he wanted to probably wanted to get away from what it had turned into with his death road days. Um, and so that that's very interesting to read as I see that. But I do think he would have been just as successful as an actor if, if, if maybe not even more. Uh, his background did have the acting in it. See, I watched the first episode, most of it. It was very interesting to see him like early, and it, it was just different. 
from the pot that we were introduced to, even with uh, Me Against the World, before the first two. I ain't be speaking of the first two albums. I'm talking about the mainstream pop. Yeah. Um, to, yeah. To answer that question, no, I do not think uh, he would have been as big an actor because I feel like that he's the biggest rapper ever. And I don't know if he would have gotten that big as an actor. He probably would have been good at it, but I'm not sure he would have been Will Smith or someone of that stature. Because if we step back and we're thinking about it, they're doing a documentary about Tupac's mom. I can really, I can, I can step out on a limb and say, even though Afidi was interested and she has a dope story, I can step out of the limb and say that'll probably never happen again. Where you have a rapper who was so famous that he has a song so famous that we're gonna do a whole documentary based off his mom and her life. I think that's the the star power that you're talking about with Tupac and how big he is. Even today, we're talking about 20 plus years after he's died. So I, I just don't think that we will see another act like Tupac. I don't think that there'll be anybody that'll be able to reach those measures. Uh, like I said, they're doing a documentary about his mother. Uh, but I think he would have been great in acting. Like we've seen in, in Poetic Justice, we seen, I didn't watch Grid Lock, I ain't even gonna hold you. Yeah. But uh, we seen it in Juice, we seen the peak and even you could tell the background that he was very skilled in that as well he was one of those people that was probably going to be good at whatever he did man i'm yep. just glad it was music uh and we got to experience that man it brings so many memories back looking at this documentary and just just realizing the space that he grew up in and what kind of what made him have so many um personalities as a rapper so this this deal mama is really good what do you think about it so far um i have watched both episodes I think that shit is superb. Like I'm not even going front. I thought I th I think it's very strong, bro. And and like even even down to the editing, and like the the little small choices that that uh, the Hughes brother um, is using on some of them, like using acapella on some parts and using and like the mixing together of more than one person talking. Like it's very creative. Um, the opening scene of them detailing the Atlanta shooting is a perfect example of that. And how they'll have one person say one part of the story and the other person will finish the sentence. And like how they chopping yeah, that up. That like that, that shit is impressive. Like I'm always interested whenever somebody's gonna do a documentary on something that's been covered a lot. And let's be honest, Pac has been covered a ton i'm always interested in how they remix it how they approach it how do they make it different from the other 10 pieces of content that are covering him in his life and i love the direction that they're going it's about his mom but it's also it's it's more about their kind of why he was why he was acting the way he was acting and how it and where he, where it comes from in terms of his mom and what she did and how dope she was in her life, but also applying it to him and why he acts the way he acts. So it's about half and half, maybe even 60-40 Pac. Um, but it's very dope. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, I remember I did a when I was in therapy, I did a genogram and they go through your family tree and they break it down from your grandparents down to your parents, and then down to you. And it's supposed to explain that's why you act the way you act. It's giving me that. Um, just doing it side by side as opposed to, um, I guess linear or whatever you want to call it, but uh, it's 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 very well done. Uh, I know a lot of people had controversy because this is the Hughes brother that Pot got into it with, um, and he had a very good answer when asked why he was the person who should do it um, when he was on sway. So it, it's he cooking right now, but I'm too in. What is it hard? Huh? What did he say? Why was he the person that should do it? Because he said, because people are on. He said him and Pac were close. Pac and the Hughes brothers were close. They did his first three music videos. He was supposed to be a menace to society. That's when they kind of fell out. Pac was his mind after Juice. He was kind of he was kind of on some other shit, and they were kind of falling apart. And so they had a little falling out, or whatever the case may be. You can't judge a relationship on the time that they fell out. He said, "I brought and fought my brother." 15 times dude so like it, it, you, you're not gonna judge us only be when we fought like we're still brothers we're still family Pac and us we're still family we just had one disagreement that led to an altercation in which he had 10 niggas with him and it was just me so like that's just kind of what it came to you can't judge our entire relationship on that fallout it's like judging somebody's 
character on their worst time. Like you can't, you you really shouldn't do that. It's not a good idea. Um, so he was just explaining it for that, and I and I and I respected that. And it's not biased if you look at it. It's not biased in either direction. Like he not shitting on Pac or nothing like that's what people were afraid of. Um, I, it's it's dope, man. I, I highly recommend it. It is long though. Each episode is like an hour and a half. They like movies. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot of meat on the bone. And but it's is if you're a Pac fan, you you're gonna be pleasantly surprised because there's a lot of shit that you ain't seen in here too. It's a lot of unseen footage. Got it. Okay. I would have definitely finished checking that out. Um, I mean, it's convenient for him to say you can't judge us off one interaction. <laughs> but that's real though. It, Which it, I if, get it. Yes, but it's, it's convenient. Like when he said they were. Cl- got, we got to realize they were close though. These niggas was like hanging out, riding, picking niggas up from the airport, kicking it. They were friends. So like, it, it'd be Until one thing if. It'd be one thing if this was the first time they worked with him and then they got to fighting. But these niggas had worked with dude. They had to, they did Brenda's got a baby. They did that video. Like mm. they, it ain't like these niggas was the new niggas. These niggas was kicking it. Chilling. And they were young too. Young. They were like his brother passed, bro. Is his brother still alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just did it by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll yeah, check I, I recommend that, man. I, I, I'm definitely gonna lock into that. Uh, let's get to these wins or losses. Um, your boy designer was in the news for exposing himself on a plane. Uh, he blamed his yeah. mental health and is checking himself in to get uh to get help. Man, that mental health thing is a savior nowadays for niggas. And I, I, I'm, I'm being funny. I hope that he is okay. But it, it did seem like for a while he had a little something going on here. So hopefully he's able to get the help that he needs. It's nuts, pause, and literally yep. that he. This was what it took for him to uh have to get this help, man. So hopefully people weren't just taking advantage of his success and just manipulating him. And now we see where his mind is so man hopefully he gets better it's a big L though big loss masturbating on the plane that's I, he probably can never fly again which is that's gonna be crazy yeah he, he man, could you imagine be putting on a, a, the do not fly list that'd be nuts yeah that, he was in his Pee Wee Herman bag um and if he was any bigger of a, of a celebrity he'd be getting slaughtered right like this would be plastered <laughs> but it's designer though so it ain't really like it's kind of falling under the radar but man it's a major l but please get the help because you can't explain anything other than this mental health that you beat nah, off on nah, plane bro nah, ain't no ain't no explanation that you had to go mental health on this yes yeah, that's that's it. it i got and it problem. adds up or, or sex addict problem <laughs> Yeah, the, the mental health said that he could have said he was a sex addict and maybe got off on it. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Jesus. Come on, man. Like, the stewardess don't even be bad like that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what was you doing? Very rare that she... I be seeing a whole lot of bad stewardess, like, online, on Instagram, but I've yet to see one <laughs> on a flight, nigga. Where do they where do they be flying to? I ain't one time in my life had a good-looking stewardess, dude. That's crazy. They got a whole page of them on IG, though. Ain't no nice. damn way. Send me that, though. Uh, wins or losses. Next up, Finesse Two Times has a beef with JT from the City Girls after she said he looked like an ugly baby on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Going back and forth with some Instagram comments. She went to somebody's page. They had a baby on yeah. their page, and he said, your baby looked like Finesse Two Times. After uh, she called the baby. To that and clap back. Who, yeah, who's, who gets the win? Up. Who gets the L? Man, this is a big, big boy L for finesse, man. You're a grown man, bro. Um, this all stemmed from people making fun of JT of her selection of being with your man. What's his name? Lil, what's his name? Uzi. What's his nigga name? Lil Uzi. Yep. Yeah, because he came out with an alter ego that's yep. apparently uh, a woman. I guess. So I good know. luck with that. And yeah, they were criticizing JT about it. JT, like you said, got into it with a fan, called the fan baby ugly, said it looked like finesse. Finesse <laughs> seen it. And this may have been one of the worst responses in rap history. I was fucking with Finesse, too, man. This let me down so much. The nigga did the thing where you looking in the camera and you, like, wiping your waves and, like, yeah. ugly well. Like, ugly, like, bro, stop. Yeah, that wasn't nothing. I can't believe that he did that, bro. Like, yeah. hey, I was so let down. And then he let his son get on there and his son was joking on it. Like, this is a lady, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, 
who cares if she think you ugly? Like, you're supposed to be up. You got money. You got bad bitches. Like, what do I care what JT think? Look who she dating, bro. That would have that that been my response, bro. Like, you don't even know what to, like, come on, bro. Let's be for real. So, I was really let down with finesse in this, man. You don't respond that way to no lady. You don't argue back and forth with a lady online. You don't do that in my book. That's, that was weak. Big yeah, it, it, to me it's a it, we, they both getting L's though. Cause why you throw this nigga f- finesse two times minding his own business, dude. <laughs> yeah, he minding his own business. Why you say the baby look like finesse? That's, that's funny. A, that's a fun. funny joke. That is a funny joke. It is bro. funny though. Like, come on, your baby look like finesse two times. Come on, bro. That's that is funny. That is, that's a shot. I respect her for that. Be honest, I mind if I'm finesse, I'm minding my own business. Dude. I don't even bring my name into it. And like you said, look who you talking to. Like, yeah, come on, what do Lil Uzi look like, dude? Like, what are we talking about? I that's all I would have did. Like, I wouldn't even address her. I would have just thought putting up pictures of Uzi, dude, with the, the pierced <laughs> tongue and the diamond in his forehead, the new persona that he got with this uh half lady, half man. And I'm ugly, <laughs> like, bro. She would have she, she would have called me and apologized. <laughs> And I wouldn't have had to say her name once. Like, come on, bro. The nigga had his son talking about it. That was some slaw. Yeah, that, 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 that was that way was too much. But that's a Memphis shit, though. Yeah. That's a Memphis. That's, I, that was definitely a Memphis nigga, 100%. Uh, last one, man. WRL to your man, Lil Dirk, releasing an NFT sneaker. It's called the 7220 sneaker for the low, low price of $520. Are you here for the mm-hmm. digital sneaker? It's giving me Miyadi vibes. I don't know what the digital sneaker is it's, gonna do, but at least the Miyadi's in hand, nigga. God damn. Yeah, that is true, man. I mean, but he catching on to the wave. This speaks to what you said about Dirk and he ripping it and Jay-Z talking about he motivation. Uh Dirk is in front of some shit, man, because that's what they're going to be doing. Selling you apparel for the metaverse is a big thing. I've heard it on several podcasts yep. that I've listened to. So he's apparently in front of uh gonna have that Dirk. In uh, Dirk seven two two zero stuff out there for you in the metaverse. The price tag is crazy. Can't wait to see how it plays out. So it's a W. It's smart by Dirk. We'll see. Time will tell whether this is a W or not. <laughs> we'll see how much the uh, how much this matters when the metaverse is actually a thing. By the time we get there, people may not give a shit about these seven two two zero. They're gonna be on the clearance rack by the time the fucking uh the metaverse really get to rolling. But um, yeah, the, the collectible NFT wave has died down. I think NFTs will be big in terms of like functionality, like going to concerts and shit. But like the collectible NFT wave, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna come back around anytime soon. I'll be real, and I'm damn sure not copping those sneakers for five hundred. Like, bro, what? Ain't no way in hell. Man, little dark sneakers. You're you gonna be the main hype beast nigga in the metaverse, man. Y'all see AB Avatar? Man, he got them little darks on. Yeah, it'll never happen. Nigga got a full head of hair in the avatar and shit. I'm, Look at this uh, nigga, uh, man. I'm waved up in that on the in the avatar in the metaverse, though. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> I'm wavy in the metaverse. That's funny as hell. That's super funny. <laughs> hey man, on deck of the week, we are going to YouTube. Uh, we had a comment on our last episode, my guy Bakari. He said the pollen was killing my guy Spike throughout the whole video, man. man. Stay strong, brother. It's That's that time funny. of the year. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate that, Bacar. You're like the third person that didn't say something about that. It was kicking my ass, nigga. Nah, yeah. that, them allergies ain't nut, especially that in Georgia. Allergy won't play with you, nigga. You be, a, be feeling young as hell, grown adult, sneezing, teary-eyed, can't. That should be some slaw, but I appreciate that, Bacar, man. Long-time <laughs> listener, man. Friend of the show. Absolutely, man. Give me something to uh, oh, put me on something, I should say. Um, I went for the first time. I went and played golf last week. Um, with I went out and played with four people. This is my first time, like, keeping score and shit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. Uh, so my recommendation is definitely going to be golf, man. If you're waiting to get into it, you think you're going to be some slaw, just go out, practice, play. That shit is fun. I, it, it was the best six hours I spent on a work day in a long time just being mm. out there not having to do shit. That shit was definitely relaxing. So, man, if you're thinking about picking up some golf clubs, do it. Take one less and it's $50. Some clubs, $300, and you win to go. You can just figure yep. it out from there. I promise you it's not as expensive as people try to make it be. So, go play golf, man. This shit is fun as hell. I might fuck with it, man. Uh, before I get to my put on, I did want to do one more comment, man. Shout out to uh, Knife Jennings. 
He said dope show as usual, but come on, fellas. Y'all sleeping on them tiny desk performances. Them shits be fire. Some I would suggest to y'all watch are Eric Badu and Freddie Gibbs. I would watch the Eric Badu one. You would watch the Freddie Gibbs one, too. That was a nice try. Nice There's no try. way Freddie Gibbs got a tiny desk. First Hayden, before no Juvenile way. at that, buddy. There's no way he has a tiny desk. Let's go. I might check. I didn't know he had one, but I'm finna check for it, though. Believe that. Good looking, uh, Knife Jennings. We appreciate that. Now, my put on uh, is simple. Shout out to FSP, man. I listened to their mock draft um, episode this week, getting ready for the NFL mock, the NFL actual draft Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Some of my favorite times of the year. Uh, my Packers are gearing up for another championship run. Uh, looking forward to this. Whoever we get on the team, welcome to the Squizod. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home, buddy. Let's fucking get it. Respect to Aaron Rodgers in New York. Hey, man. The GOAT put in 18 years of legendary play with us. But it's time for a new GOAT. Nigga, three Hall of Famers in a row. Jordan Love, let's fucking go. What are you talking about, dude? Let's go. Trash. Yes. Y'all gonna be trash for the next five years. We're gonna draft some killers, nigga. hot about that. You're super. You can can go to a uh, Lambo game now. Your ticket's (laughs) gonna be dirt cheap, nigga. You definitely can go to a game in Lambo. I fired up, nigga. We finna draft some killers. It's over. It's up. Error is over, man. Um, Again, man, appreciate everybody tapping in. Uh, Packers 2024 Super Bowl champions. Man, youtube.com slash on deck TV show. Leave a comment, hit that like button. We'd appreciate it. And go to Instagram at on deck TV show. Leave a comment there too, man. What else we got, man? That's it, brother. That is it, man. I'm just laughing at him extra, man. We got to argue. <laughs> this nigga's ill. That's it, man. That's it. Man, y'all fuck with us next time. We out.